We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome back to part two of the CFB Nation All-America podcast this week. We just discussed uh, Pat Fitzgerald's surprising and uh, not controversial, just uh, shocking ouster at Northwestern, where that program uh, sits right now. But now we want to talk some college football, some actual college football, some fun summertime college football talk, some over-unders. Bill, you ready to join me? Let's do it. Thanks for having us on, as always. Um, are we doing Big 12 today? Is that what we're doing? We are doing over-under totals. You pick five teams that you want to talk on the over-unders and explain why you say they're going to go over or under. And I will pick five teams and explain why they're going to go over and under. And then we will talk some Big 12 storylines with the Big 12 media days opening up. Brett Yormack will take center stage. And he will tell us once again that the Big 12 is still open for business. He wants to uh, – he, he's done a great job. He's been fun to watch. I mm-hmm. saw someone compare him to Larry Scott when Larry Scott took over the Pac-12 and had all these big dreams. He was going to take over. He's going to scoop up half of the Big 12. If you remember, started the Pac-12 network. He moved the Pac-12 headquarters to San Francisco. And Larry Scott's tenure is not – remembered very fondly so uh, if i'm brett yormack i don't necessarily want to be compared to larry scott but maybe he can bring the bluster and then actually back it up we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously that's going to be the talk. It's going to be weird for farewell tour for a couple big 12 schools. But um, your mark's just done a fantastic job of self having a self-awareness about that conference and keeping it going despite losing you know, it's, it's two biggest brands and I look for that to continue. I am anxious to see what he says for sure. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So first we're going to get into our over-unders and a Trochi trivia question over under related. And you probably already know the answer. To this. Oh no. You always know the answer to my trivia questions, but um, this one will just be straightforward. And then it could lead to more discussion of some of these teams who among Power 5 teams last year, exceeded their over-under total by the most amount of games. Who won more games over their projected summertime, mm-hmm. over-under, preseason projection? So think about that, and we will get back to that after mm-hmm. the, at the end of the show. See if you can figure it out. And, uh, yeah, now we'll go into our over-unders. I'll, I'll kick us off. Okay. okay? And I am going to start right at the top, baby. Georgia, 11 and a half. And I am going – now, remember, it's only 12 games. It's not – you right. don't get the SEC championship game. Obviously, you don't get a bowl game or state play play. So, it's a 12-game regular season. <laughs> Georgia's over-under, incredibly, is 11 and a half. So, the question is, do you think they're going to go 12 and 0 or do you think they will not go 12 and 0? And my guess, my pick is under. Mm-hmm. I know Georgia will be favored pretty much every game. I just think it's more likely than not that they will trip up somewhere along the line. I think, you know, the offseason hasn't been the smoothest for Kirby Smart. They've got a new quarterback. Teams, as we talked about on a podcast a couple weeks ago, teams don't three-peat. They've won 27 regular season games in a row. Uh, so in order for this over under and over for this order over to hit mm-hmm. that number has to climb to 39 regular season games in a row. I just feel like their focus is going to slip at some point. Stetson Bennett was a great leader, a steady presence. They got a new offensive coordinator and, you know, I understand it's going to be a huge upset against whoever it might be, Tennessee, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Florida. I just think someone catches them napping. Yeah, I I would probably take the the value and the plus one ten and the over and like make somebody beat them because I still firmly believe they'll be ten and zero when they play Tennessee. Um, so I would go. I mean, your your yours is a smarter bet because it's just so hard to bet on somebody with an eleven and a half because you have to be perfect. So right. I think the smarter bet would be to bet the under, but I would still like just seeing plus one ten. 
and that's one of the better values. I mean, I would probably go, if I was putting 20 bucks on it, I'd probably go Georgia and the over and just say, I'll believe it when somebody beats them. All right, you give me your first team. Who you got as I far mean, as uh, an over-under prediction? Yeah, I'll start with Ohio State as usual, unless that was somebody you took. Nope. Um, so Ohio State, I mean, I they're another school where I just believe 11-1 and one is there. I mean, they'll win. So their over-under is 10.5, correct? I'll take the over. I'll take the over because I'm already starting 9-0 and oh, in theory because if they lose – to anybody but Notre Dame, Penn State, or Michigan, then it's going to be a story around here. Um, they haven't lost to Penn State since 2016. They play them at home. They've never lost to Notre Dame in my lifetime, and they're the better team on paper. So I think they go to Ann Arbor with an 11-0 and record, and I've already won the bet. So I <laughs> I, uh, I think they're one that I would jump on at 10.5 because I'm still betting on the talent. And – you know, the over again, minus 105. They they would have to lose two of those three games, and I don't think that's going to happen. Right. That's 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 the way you got to kind of look at some of these these high over-unders is the schedule and where the bumps could come. My next team I want to talk about Oklahoma. Nine and a half is the over-under. I'm going under. Mm-hmm. Sooners, they're six and seven last year. Defense was ranked number 99 in scoring and 122 in total yards. And we think they're going to jump up to 10 and two this year. Um, you know, let's look at defensive coordinator Ted Roof kept his job. Uh, he's been at 13 schools since 1990, and he's been at Georgia Tech twice and Duke twice. So basically, 15, you can call that 15 tenures in 30 years. So it's telling me. If he was more successful, he would not be jumping around so much. Um, they got seven starters back on defense, but I'm not not convinced that's a good thing for them. Um, they did lose three games by three points last year, but again, that that talks that speaks to inexperience at the head coach. And I think Venables, you know, he obviously he's only going into his second year. He's still going to be an inexperienced head coach. Um, you know, I think they will improve on six and seven, but I don't see them, you know, a team that was picked third in the Big 12 in the in the conference preseason right. media poll. I don't see them going 10 and two this year. Right. I agree with that. And and they're the, so I'll build on that with the team that I've got at nine and a half. And I typically take over on all these teams. So like Oregon at nine and a half and you look mm. at their schedule, mm. there's another team that I could see going under because of the schedule. They're at Texas Tech early in the season. Texas Tech feeling good about where they're at. They're yes, at, they are. They're yep. at Washington. They're at Utah. They uh, And all that is before they play USC and Oregon State. Now, granted, those games are at home, but they're in November. And if you lose two games, who knows where your mindset is in that Pac-12 at that point. So I – the Ducks, I mean, Bo Nix is back. You know, Dan Lanning's done a very nice job. They are super talented. That's a tough schedule. So they're one of the few teams I've got circled as I'd probably take the under, even though, like I said, as you'll see with my picks, I, I like going over most of the time anyway. Okay. All right. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, we have our little love affair with Bo Nix on the podcast, of course. We do. We have uh, to mention him. We're <laughs> Irish breakdown mandates. Does he have any Notre Dame ties? I think they make us mention him every time. Well, speaking of Notre Dame, that's my next my next team. I don't know if you have them on your list, but I've got uh, the Notre Dame over-unders listed at eight and a half. 
And this is a simple one for me. I'm just going over. I'm going over with the Irish and it boils down to the schedule. Okay. They've got three big games, Ohio State, Clemson, USC. And I think they get one of those three. Not sure which one, but I think they will get one. And then I think they get tripped up somewhere else along the line um, to finish at nine and three. Um, you know, depending on uh, – they could go two and one in those three games, right? I mean, they right. could if Sam right. Hartman really meshes with these young receivers and offense takes a big step forward. Uh, but I can see one and two in, in the big three games, and then I can see eight and one the rest of the way um, and, and, and crossing that eight and a half threshold. So of those three games, which one do you think you would pick them to win, most likely to win of the, the big three? I'd say Clemson, although Ohio State is at home as well. And it won't be easy, right? In September. And, you know, I don't know. Ohio State sometimes takes a little time to get going, you know? And right. if you catch them in September at home and, and Hartman really has a big day, you know, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. So, right. yeah, you know, USC handle Notre Dame. That one's going to be at home for the Irish as well. So, I don't know. I just think one of the three, and if I had to pick one, you know, it's weird that I'm thinking the road game. Right. That's probably because the the big win over Clemson is fresh in my mind from last year. Um, but they've got, like I said, they got Clemson who they beat last year, and then the other two are at home. So right. one and two or two and one in those games. Right. Um, yeah, and I I could see that happening. Um, yeah, I, and eight and a half. I like them to get to nine anyway. So here's a tough one that I've I've thought through a little bit. Texas. As I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I still think they could win the Big 12. But if I was betting on it just off past experiences, nine and a half looks high knowing they have to play Alabama right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So, and, and if you look at their road games, I mean, Baylor, that's going to be tough. They go to TCU, that's going to be tough. They go to Texas Tech at the end of the year, that won't be a layup. Um, their farewell tour has all kinds of irony because they're sending them to those Texas schools. They're sending them to Houston and Baylor and Texas Tech. So those are going to be rowdy places because it's their last little, can I say double birds on the air? Like that's their double bird moment to Texas. Like, see ya, um, you know, you're gone. Um, it, it, it will be interesting to see how that goes. So I would probably lean the under on Texas um, on nine and a half. And, and, if they they could still go nine and three and lose to Alabama and still win the Big Twelve, so I I feel like I'm hedging a little bit with that. You're hedging. You've been big Texas all off season. What's going on here? I, I thought you'd say Texas eleven and one, no problem. Well, if they get to ten, then I think they win the Big Twelve. I just and they could beat Alabama, so it's a risky pick. But if on the value of that bet too, where we're plus one hundred five on the under. It's it's I, I when I see these bets I kind of like look at the low plus ones that I'd rather take the plus one hundred five than the minus one twenty five. Okay, all right. I just uh, I thought you were a big Texas guy. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. see. I'm, a, a, I'm like I said, a hypocrite. <laughs> all right, Wisconsin eight and a half. I am going over. I believe in Mister Fickle. They got no Michigan on the schedule, no Penn State on the schedule, and. Um, you know, I like the, the Phil Longo coming in at offensive coordinator. That's a gamble. We don't know what it's going to look like. I'm going to bet on the on the positive. You know, the air raid comes into the Big Ten. Um, 
You've got a SMU uh, transfer, a quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, who I'm thinking there's going to be some big things for him at Wisconsin. Uh, it's, you know, it's definitely a gamble, but we'll see. They got eight starters back on defense. Uh, they only gave up 20 points a game last year. And Fickle's Cincinnati defenses were always very good. So this this team, they should beat Washington non-conference. If that happens, there should be 3-0 and out of the league. So in order to cover this bet, they only have to go 6-3 and in the Big Ten play. They've got Ohio State, but I think the rest is manageable to go at least 6-3 and three mm-hmm. if they can sweep their non-conference. That'll look easy when they win the Big 12 West, which – or the Big Ten West, which is what they should do. So, I mean, yeah, you trust Luke Fickle, trust the talent, and trust that schedule. It's That's a good bet. Um, Kansas, is it six and a half? I was just looking at Yeah, six and a half. And their non-league is Missouri State, Illinois, and Nevada. So I got – if Kansas beats Illinois in Lawrence, they're 3-0. and Remember how much I ripped on Kansas last year and made yes, fun I of them? I do. <laughs> I think I would take the over with Jalen Daniels if he stays healthy. I think okay. they can steal enough in the Big 12 and go three, two and one, and then all they have to do is go four and four or five and three in conference play or five and four. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I will take the Jayhawks. I think they continue to – saw they got new threads for this season that look good. That's one of those low-budget you know, picks that I think they can do it. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas to win six and a half. I mean, we had Lance Leopold in the College Football Hall of Fame, did we not? <laughs> you did, and some sports writers <laughs> did. I was – Ended up six and seven, so – Cynics you know. like me were like, yeah, you know, you got to win. But Jalen Daniels, certainly when you have, you know, preseason Big 12 quarterback of that caliber, they can get in the one-score games in the Big 12 and win. They'll be fine. Right. All right, my last one, I am going Pittsburgh. They are six and a half, and I am taking the over. They have been quietly very good. Uh, the last four 12-game seasons, I'm kicking out the pandemic season. Mm-hmm. Uh, last four, they've won at least seven every time. Uh, their defense just seems to get rebuilt over and over. Uh, they have six starters back from last year. BC transfer uh, Phil Jerkovich is coming back to his hometown, at quarterback. And I think if he stays healthy, which he couldn't do behind a – shaky offensive line at BC. Uh, He's going to provide enough offense for the Panthers to win eight or nine games. Uh, You know, non-conference, it's Wofford, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. And even though that's two big 12 teams, I think they'll be favored in all three of those games. Um, And they also have Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and BC in conference, which are three of the lower, lower, level teams in the ACC, you know, that gets you to six right there. You only need one more the rest of the way. So I like my chances. Yeah. Pitt, uh, Pat's quietly got that thing rolling. He does. That's a good bet. That is. So this is my last one, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to have fun since everybody has already asked me this question all off season, Colorado three and a half, which by the way, given the news in our last podcast, I would probably take Northwestern three and a half in the under because they're just set up for a disaster season. Oh, yeah, I'm, that's going to drop. That'll go to like two and I'll a half. I'll get it now before that gets to three <laughs> or two and a half. Um, I'll take Colorado and the over. Ooh. I'm going to go four and eight, and I'm trying to pick the ones where I think I can win. If they beat Colorado State, they beat Stanford, 
and they beat Arizona at home. That's three. Arizona won't be easy. It's late in the season. So they've got to steal one road game somewhere. It's not going to be Oregon or TCU. It's probably, I mean, if they could steal Arizona State, Washington State, UCLA, steal one of those, and Dion has some sort of thing going, they can get to four. So I, I, if I was betting on Colorado, I'm more apt to take them going four and eight than three and nine. And watch that number go up if they, for some reason, give TCU a good fight in the opener. I mean, they could beat Nebraska at home. They could beat Nebraska. They beat Nebraska the last time they played them in a ridiculous football game. And I've watched enough ridiculous Nebraska football games to know that it could happen. <laughs> that was a Scott Frost-led Nebraska football right. game. Right. So we'll see. They, they have a new coach now. His name's Matt Rule. So he's been in the NFL. He's rebuilt some programs. It's no longer Scott Frost. Right. I, I Colorado. I mean, take me through September for them. Oh, they'll probably be 0-4. Or one and three. They just got to get, get then, one a month for the first two months. It'll they be ugly. They're know. going to lose to TCU. The Nebraska game, I'll say it could be exciting. They they should beat Colorado State. They'll lose to Oregon and USC. And then they'll be one and four. And then it lightens up a little bit. Once you get through that and out of sight, out of mind, which Dion might be at that time, I think they'll win some games. All the guys who transferred in will be trying to transfer out by the end of September. <laughs> yeah, if they have enough bodies to play in these games. But <laughs> I'm still, like I said, of those two, I'm, I'll take Colorado three and a half. Because, again, Bill, I've been asked this question all offseason. What do you think is a success for Colorado? And I've stuck with if they go four and eight, that's a success. It is. It is. It is. So, reviewing Ohio State, the over. Oregon, the under. Texas, the under. And then Kansas and Colorado going over. You got a, a sort of Big 12 feel to yeah, your picks. Yeah, you well, know. it's a Big 12 week. I mean, I could have gone with Michigan and Penn State, but I'll pick the same things I always do with them. Michigan 10 and a half is a little antsy because they've got hype, and I know how it goes when they have a ton of hype. And Penn State, nine and a half, they better be perfect because I'm still picking Michigan and Ohio State against them. I'm going Georgia under. I'm going mm-hmm. – Oklahoma under, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and Pitt are my overs. So I'm writing those down. We're going to revisit them at the end of the season. We're going to see what happens. I don't remember who won our our picks contest last year. Do you? Was it me? Yes, you did, but it was close. I think uh, you won both. You won the sweep. You won the bull contest, too, because you picked TCU. So That's right. I did pick TCU over Michigan. You also picked. You also picked TCU to cover against Georgia, I think. That did not happen. That's one you did not get. I, I just show up for the title games. I, had, I did have Georgia covering. So, you did. Um, you did. All right, so let's get let's into go. a little Big 12 talk, and then we will get back to my Trochi trivia over-under question. Um, Big 12 stories. So, Texas. You just talked about them a little bit. I think your answer is going to be no when I ask you this question. Is Texas going to run away with this thing? No, but I think they could win it, which, you know, the Texas is back hype. I do think they are very talented. And, you know, when Urban Meyer said that over the summer, that he thinks they may have the most talented roster in the country, some people kind of, what's he talking about? Talent's so along there. those lines, Athlon Sports preseason annual mm-hmm. that I respect. They do a good job. They do position rankings. Within each conference, 
Texas was number one across the board in every position in the Big 12. Athlon determined Texas had the best personnel. Yeah, they should be good. And but it's winning the one score games. I saw that in ESPN had a nice breakdown of Big Big 12 Media Days this week, round table with Dave Wilson and Heather Denich and some others. And it's that's what the conference is. It's about one score games. And you know, your future can change really quickly. So they've got to win those. You know, I still think they are fully capable of going into Bryant Denny and winning in week two. Will I pick that? No. <laughs> Will I pick Alabama to cover? Probably not. And then I'll sit there, and if Alabama's up by three scores, I'll be like, what the heck was I thinking? Um, but, yeah, Texas not run away with the Big 12, but definitely good enough to win it. Yes, I agree. I, you know, I'm, I'm warming to Texas as we go through this this pre, this uh, offseason. You know, you started me on the Texas bandwagon about a month ago, and the yeah. more I read, the more I look, and the more I look at the rest of the conference – I'm feeling like, yeah. History says they're not going to. History says they're going to underachieve, but I don't know. Kind of like what I see on paper, at least. Will Neil Brown save his job at West Virginia? He is squarely on the hot seat after four years in Morgantown. I don't think he will, because I think it's going to be another uphill struggle for the Mountaineers looking at their roster. Um got to run the ball better. They've got to get back to some things. It's a tough place to coach. It's become a tough place to coach because, again, NIL, transfer portal, I, I think we talked about this a little bit. It's one of the 10 poorest states in the country, and that's not breaking news. It's been like that for a while. Um, so where do you come up with the money to attract recruits? They had a nice niche when they had Rich Rodriguez and even Bill Stewart. Um, they've struggled in the Big 12, and I, I think maybe – if they don't go to a bowl game, if they don't get to like that six, seven win mark that uh, they'll probably move on and look for somebody else as we get into the 12 team era. And I just see that happening. Right. They're five and seven, six and seven in the last two years. And the problem, one of the problems that Neil Brown has had has been scheduling. Mm-hmm. They have scheduled two power five non-conference opponents every year since he's been there. And they play nine Big 12 games. So they're playing 11 Power 5 teams. So when they go five and seven or six and seven or whatever, like it could be a couple games better if they scheduled smartly. Well, and, and this year they've got yeah. Penn State and Pitt. Yeah. You, you they got just, nine Big 12 games at Penn State. So, I mean, I'm going down their schedule for this year. They got Penn State to open on the road. Duquesne is a win. Then they got yeah. Pittsburgh. I don't like their chances in that game. Texas Tech and TCU opens up Big 12 play. I think they're one and four, and I don't think he gets out of September. So you want me to start that list now? Um, <laughs> no, it's the same thing. One and four with that schedule. And then the back back nine, so to speak, they're playing Houston on the road. They have to go to UCF. That's not going to be easy. And then they go to Oklahoma and Baylor. I right. mean – I just Even, I don't know what their deal is with scheduling Pitt and Penn State and and all these other you know they played Maryland and Virginia Virginia Tech who's not been great but just like you don't have to do that you know you're West right. Virginia that's a four and eight schedule and um, tough because when they hired Neil Brown I thought it was a home run right yeah it just hasn't happened um, who will be best among the four newbies. UCF, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati. What's your guess? Like year one? Year one, this oh, year. Probably UCF. 
Um, probably because I like their quarterback a lot. I think he's mm-hmm. a playmate. I like Gus. I like his system. I think it's going to – when you play against Gus in that system, you're going to run into some problems if you haven't seen it. In their first month, they can get started. Beat Kent State. That's my wife's alma mater. Sorry, Kimberly. They're going to get beat. Um, <laughs> the Boise State, Villanova, that's 3-0. and And then their road schedule's tough. I mean, Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma. Wow, that is tough. Maybe I should have backtracked this. And Tech, no, but I, I still think – you know, Cincinnati's in transition with their coach. Big time. Cincinnati and Houston are not coming into the league at the right time. They Correct. Have, they have had their high points. This is not one of them. So um, their high points were enough to get them in the conversation and get them eventually to the Big 12, but they are not coming in with guns a-blazing. BYU with Keaton Slovis, I don't trust as much, even though they'll have a veteran roster that can play, and they've played enough power five schools that I I don't think playing in the big 12 is going to be like a change of speed issue for them at all. So, but I'd still go UCF. I like Plumlee. I like Gus. Yep. Be interesting to see what kind of attention Gus gets from the sec. If he starts to win in the big 12. And I think he's at peace with that. So um, I'll go with them. Yeah. (laughs) Are they going to go to the playoff in the final year of the 14 playoff? Boy, would that be an irony? (laughs) <laughs> they uh they're the only team with a national championship with those four schools right they, 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 you yeah see. they've got don't, yeah they, they've got one claimed anyway yes <laughs> um one last thing in the big 12 tcu what do you think they you know lost a ton to the draft right they lost mm-hmm. our quarterback second in the heisman voting max duggan did well in the transfer portal had some alabama guys who weren't breaking through on the depth chart, come to TCU, Trey Sanders at uh, at running back and uh, uh, Waddle. I mean, uh, who is the wide receiver? JoJo Earl. JoJo Earl, Earl wide receiver. Another, you know, highly ranked guy from Alabama who wasn't really cracking the depth chart. We'll see what he can do at TCU. They lost a ton. They lost Garrett Riley. What do you think? What do you think of the of TCU this year? Oh, they'll still be fine. I don't know if they'll win the Big 12 again, but, you know, I mean, Sonny got the transfers in there. He's got a system they believe in. I think last year's playoff run was a nice infomercial. Do I think they'll go 12-0 and again? Probably not. They lost a lot, and it's hard for programs like that to recover. I think they could have a very – a season kind of like Cincinnati had last year where, you know, they went to the playoff. Right. You lost a ton of guys. You're still good and competitive, but they'll lose a couple. Um, but fortunately for them, I mean, the early season schedule is very manageable. I mean, I'm just peeking at it here. They could very easily be 6-0 and when they go to Kansas State. And what a couple thrillers they played last year. Now, after the bye week, their November schedule's tough. Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma. I don't know where they'll be. But the impossibility of repeating that run against ranked teams, because that's very easily could be four ranked teams at the end of the season. So mm-hmm. could they run through that gauntlet again? I don't, again, one score games. I'll just say it over and over again. They will have to be sharp in those. But, you know, nine and three, eight and four is not out of the question at all. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. That was a good comp. Good call on on, on Cincinnati and how they followed up, followed up there their playoff season. All right, back to the Trochi trivia question. Who exceeded their over-under projected total the most in 2022? Well, I mean, so is it is TCU not the right answer? 
I'm going to say TCU, knowing I'm probably wrong, but I'll go T- with TCU. TCU is number two in the country. Their so over under was six I've, and a half, and I've, they went twelve and zero. So they they beat their over under by five and a half. There is one school that beat their over under by six. I'm um, give me one second to try to figure this out because I'm trying to figure out who else that would have been that maybe went to a New Year's Day six bowl and. I, I I don't have it. You just just tell me. I know I'm going to be mad. We we discussed this coach when we were discussing the Northwestern opening. Oh, so Duke, Duke, over under of three, and they won. And they nine went years. nine and four. Nice, nice. Year. Yes. So, so nine and three. Then well, I, I knew TCU was too easy, but I I knew also knew they did have a big jump. Well, yeah, Mike Elko, Duke. You've got you're gonna get a, need a Duke shirt because you've been talking about Riley Leonard and Mike Del- Elko all summer. So the bottom five, you want to take a take a crack at the bottom five last year. The bottom five and over unders in the summertime. So Duke was one of them. Mm-hmm. It was um, probably Kansas. Kansas was one of them, Usual. and they got six wins. It was probably Illinois. No, Illinois was better. Never mind. It was probably uh, Pac-12 would have been Colorado. Right? Would you say Colorado? Colorado, yeah. Yes, their yes. over under was three. There of the five worst teams, the the five, the five lowest over unders, four went over. Colorado is the only one that went under. So. Mm-hmm. Who else went over? Uh, Arizona. Okay, yeah, they went. Their over under was three. They got a five, and uh, Vanderbilt. There you go. Over under was two and a half. They got five as well. So they were. Uh, knocking on both knocking on on bowl eligibility there so that was cool. uh there's a trivia question you missed one i know it's a breaking it's news streak is over so <laughs> i was racking my brain trying to think my logic was who was in the new year's day six last year that wouldn't have maybe expected to be but you know duke they played in a high level bowl game there a lot of good hopes so that was a good one i got it Tip the cap. I'll get you next week. I am get, I'm going to put that on Twitter. Believe me, that is going to be he's <laughs> for this podcast that I stumped. Yeah, you got me. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, again, for listening to this week's CFB Nation All-America podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week.